Welcome back to the Weekly Driver Podcast. Uh, my name is James Rea. I'm the editor and publisher of theweeklydriver.com and an automotive columnist for Bay Area News Group. My colleague and friend is Bruce Aldrich. And today, I think without uh, too much reservation, I can say we're going to have the most fun we've had in a year of doing a podcast because we have on today with us Kevin Mullen, who I read about. Uh, Kevin, I don't know if you saw the story, or I'm sure you've seen other stories written about you that was on a, a newsletter that I get about uh, beer. And you have the unusual combination of having a fire truck that's been converted into a mobile pub, so to speak. And uh, it's a new enterprise for you. So welcome to our program. We're going to talk about beer and mobile trucks and fire trucks. And we just can't wait to jump in. So welcome to our podcast. James and Bruce, thank you guys so much for having me. Uh, Excited to be a a guest on the show. And and frankly, I'm shocked that uh, beer and fire trucks aren't are more of a common thing. I'm, I'm surprised you guys are uh, thinking this is unique. I'm surprised too when I when I saw that. It's like it's like an iPhone. Who needs an iPhone? Well, everybody does. Well, I think everybody needs a fire truck with, <laughs> serving beer. I know it's great. Um, can you give us some some background um, about how this came to pass? I uh, came to pass. I read a little bit about you, and you've done a, a number of things in in uh, your career. Uh, including being a baseball announcer, which I'll ask about as well. But give us the genesis of how this all came about for you. Sure. So, so I, um, you know, my, my wife and I uh, in our careers have, have been uh, working either directly with events or around events, and certainly we attend a lot of events. And uh, for a couple of years, I lived in Dallas, Texas, and worked for a school and planned pretty big events for them. And, and had a, a, a guy that I um, kind of became close with that, uh, bought an antique fire truck and put a wood fire pizza oven on a couple of beer taps. And I thought that was the coolest thing I'd ever seen. Yes. Um, and, uh, you know, about five, six years ago, we moved back to my hometown of Toledo, Ohio. And my wife and I just, you know, kept talking about it as, as a lot of our friends were opening up, you know, microbrews around town. And I'm seeing these major events that they can't be a part of because they don't have the equipment. And I said, man, it would be fun. It wouldn't be great if, you know, that, that beer fire truck existed in Toledo um, that these guys could use to get into, you know, major events. And, you know, it, it, anybody who knows me knows that I've, you know, way out kicked my coverage with my wife. But if you had any doubts about it, uh, when you're married to somebody who, when you say, I think we should buy a fire truck and put beer taps on it, and she responds with, yes, that's a great idea. You've definitely found the right woman. Uh, <laughs> and there's no question oh, yeah. that... Uh, that <laughs> That I've, I've just got an amazing partner uh, in in life and in business, and so uh, we got to shopping and, and eventually found the perfect fire truck, and here we are. Tell us about that truck. It's a 1987. Looks like a fire engine to me. I mean, it looks like it could fight fires. It's in good yeah, condition. Yeah, and, and just a, and, and just a couple of months before we got it, it, it indeed did just that. It, it put out fires in Leonidas Township, Michigan. And uh, my understanding is that changing the laws in Michigan, uh, fire departments are no longer lo- no longer allowed to ride in vehicles that have an open cab. And this vehicle has two seats uh, that that sit open air uh, behind the main cab of the the main cab of the truck. So they had to the station had to get rid of it. Uh, they offloaded it to a farmer who wanted to use it to water his uh, fields. And the first day he drove it out onto the field, he hadn't even filled up the 1,500-gallon water tank, and it, it sank. Um, so this is a 1987 E1 
uh, water pumper truck that had a 1,500-gallon water tank. Uh, it had the ability to pump all 1,500 gallons uh, in about a minute, and it would shoot it 100 yards. Wow. Um, so a pretty pretty powerful pump on this. And, and that was, you know, I put together sort of a small bucket list, if you were, of what I'd want to see in a fire truck that, to turn into a beer truck. Kevin, have and, you? Sorry to interrupt, but it, it reminds me. Did you do any studies on how fast you could unload ten kegs of beer? <laughs> <laughs> we have yet to determine that number. Okay, okay, go uh, ahead. Sorry. I've had a hand. I've had a handful of people ask me if I'd be willing to do a fraternity party, and my guess is is the first time we do that is the first time we'll uh, we'll determine that answer of how quickly uh, we can unload ten I, kegs I'm of beer. I'm sure you will. Yes. <laughs> So, you know, having the, the the massive water tank on the back of the fire truck, uh, for me, was going to alleviate a lot of the work. I was going to expedite the work. Because rather than have to rebuild the back end, I just need to take the back end off and remove the water tank. And then I've got a shell that I can use to turn into a, a pseudo walk-in cooler. Gotcha. And, and so I am, uh, you know, I'm... I'm terrible with cars. I might be the least handy person you guys have ever had on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't change my own oil. I can't change my own tires. Uh, on an early date that my wife and I had, I was hours late because I got a flat tire on my uh, then Nissan Xterra, which if you know that car, it has a full-size spare on the back. Yes. Yep. And I was, I, was, I was waiting for AAA to come change my tire, and my wife came and changed the tire. Um, so you do have a good it, woman. That's, <laughs> you have a great. Yeah, there's, there's your wife again. There's yeah. your wife again. Good for you. I wouldn't have put up with that. Yeah, no, no, no. yeah, um, unbelievable. So, and, and she tolerates me. I don't know how that happened. Mm-hmm. So, so all this, you know, I, I had all these ideas of how it could work, and I've been blessed to, you know, surround myself with great partners in the automotive and the build and the refrigeration and the beer line side that uh, have come in and, and helped me kind of finish this project out. But, um, you know, we've just got an incredible uh, mechanic uh, here in town, just outside of Toledo, um, small shop called Hudson Automotive that, you know, when I first called the founder of Hudson and said, I've got this crazy idea to buy a fire truck, a trade to a beer truck. Can you guys help me get this thing working? He said, I have no idea how to do what you're talking about, but I really want to try. That's great. And they've just been awesome. Um, so they took the water tank out for me. They did a couple of other kind of initial um, sort of fab, prefab things for us. And then I had a, a local electrician who was sort of a welder on the side that him and some buddies came together. And one of the guys actually builds semi-trailers. And so he came and built the back end uh, on the truck. And then I had a local refrigeration company that is uh, friends of the family that uh, consulted and installed a freezer unit uh, in the back of it. And so, you know, the back of this fire truck has a, you know, six foot by 10 foot, you know, wide deep by, you know, about 51 inches tall. Uh, when I put in quotes, a walk-in cooler on the back mm-hmm. with a freezer unit in it. So it can get down to, I mean, we can get that thing down to, you know, 26, 20, you know, 25 degrees. And, and we're serving wow. ice-cold beer uh, off the side of a fire truck. 
It, it's amazing how many friends you have and how many ingenious people there are when beer's involved. Huh? That's good. <laughs> yeah, I've I've made a lot more friends in the last couple of months since I started telling people about this truck. So, and I, I I've become pretty popular around the office. I was thinking about, uh, and I'm sure others have mentioned this, where when I was a younger guy, you know, if you heard the ice cream truck coming down the street, <clears throat> you'd ask your mom or dad, or you saved your nickels and dimes and you got a, a popsicle. But it always seemed to me that the guys who were deliver who were working those trucks were some, you know, old men, you know, that, that now guys probably my age, but that you weren't quite sure whether the ice cream truck guy was an, on the up and up or he was just some some poor guy who fell on hard times and there was a job that he could have. But you're a young guy, so the question I guess is a roundabout question. What have you gotten in response to who you are as a, a young man, I'm assuming? And, and you're doing this for a living, and you go into neighborhoods or events. What what has that reaction been like? It must be all over the map. Yeah, it's 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 interesting. So first of all, I, I appreciate you uh, 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 calling me young, mm-hmm. and um, uh, the, the comparison to a shady ice cream dealer. Thanks a lot for that. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that, but you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. So so my so just a, a little piece of advice for people that don't yet have kids or have young kids. Um, my wife and I have taught our children that when the ice cream truck plays music, that's how they tell you that they're all out of ice cream. Right. Um, and so it's it's really awesome. My kids hear that coming down the street, and they, they hear the music, and they're like, oh, the ice cream truck is out of ice cream again. So we've been able to avoid uh, most of those interactions with our children. So just gotcha. a little fun aside for you. Um you know, for for me, this is uh, so. This is not a full time job. You know, I'm the I'm the uh, vice president of business development for a award winning marketing firm here in Toledo. Great. And I work on the largest, uh, one of the largest and fastest growing Jeep festivals in the country in mm-hmm. Toledo Jeep Fest. You mentioned that. And that's so great. That's my full. That's that's my full time job. And so this is just sort of a, a fun little hobby. Uh, I, I jokingly, you know, we named the truck Ladder. So the company is Tapped 419 because my wife and I envision a day where we have more than just, you know, one fire truck or more than just a fire truck. Maybe we, uh, you know, get into, you know, we do a school bus or we do a, uh, somebody joked that, you know, a SWAT, uh, an old SWAT van would be pretty amusing. <laughs> um, you know, I've looked at some really, you know, some cool, uh, Willie's panel, you know, panel trucks and panel vans and things like that. That would be a lot of fun to grab some antique cars and 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 do some of this stuff too. Sure. Um, and so we 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 anticipate the fleet to grow, but ladder four one nine, the fire truck, is a nod to uh, the area code four one nine in Toledo. But I jokingly, you know, my wife and I joked that I was going to call it ladder five twenty nine because really the plan is. You know, this is an investment to help pay for uh, private school and college for our children. Gotcha. Okay. okay. I wondered where 419 came from. <laughs> now we know. Um, in, in other areas, uh, so many different things come to mind. Um, when we had a telephone conversation a while back or an email, or maybe both, I forgot when you explained that um, legally uh, there aren't th- that many hurdles to, to go over. You don't need a special license. Are there some ABC involvement? Uh, what's involved in terms of selling beer in, 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 in the way that you do it. Yeah. So, so to, to sell beer, um, you know, you, you'd need to have a, you need to have a permit to legally sell beer. Mm-hmm. And so there's two ways you can get that. You can get a, uh, if you're a, if you have a physical standing building, mm-hmm. you can get a, you can request from your you know local government, a liquor permit. If you're, if you're hosting a, an event, a festival, something like that, and you're a charity, you can request a temporary liquor permit. I see. Uh, currently, 
uh, at least not in Toledo, I'm not sure there are any in the country, there are not mobile liquor permits. So the same way that a food truck is a restaurant on wheels that gets licensed as a restaurant, is inspected by the health department, all of those things, uh, that sort of uh, analogy doesn't really live in the alcohol world. So, so my business is unique because, you know, while we are a mobile beer truck, we're not actually in the beer business. We're really, you know, squarely in the rental business. I so see. if you're looking to have this for your festival or your party, you rent uh, the truck from us and then purchase the beer directly through the distributor or directly through the brewery. And so, uh, you know, there's a point I'm working on getting the permit to allow us to actually transport the alcohol. So if you bought beer from seven different breweries and wanted me to drive the fire truck around and pick it up before I come to your event, we're getting licensed to be able to do that. But in the meantime, you know, the way that the event works, so the event that we have, um, you know, so far, I'm basically meeting the kegs at the party. And those are either delivered by the person who rented it or by the brewery. And we load them into the back of the truck and turn on the refrigeration unit, and we're good to go. Gotcha. I see. And uh, what about, uh, you You don't have to have beer, right? Do you do cider or whatever the customer wants they can put in that thing? If, yeah, if, if, it, if you can put it in a keg, we can serve it. And we've got the ability, you know, for the right event and, and uh, kind of the right opportunity, we've got the ability to swap out the keg connectors. So currently we use a, a Sankey um, keg, which is kind of the, the – kind of the normal kind of keg. But if you're a home brewer, you'd use what's called a corny keg. And so that's a different connector. But, you know, if we see a demand for us to do more homebrew type events, then certainly we'd, we'd get the parts to be able to support that. Um, we can swap out our CO2 for nitrogen, and we can do nitrogen beer. We can also do cold brew coffee through that. Uh, already we've done both beer and soda. So I've actually had, we've got... Uh, a place in town that we partner with for a couple of events that does, um, you can get five different kinds of soda in a keg. And so we had root beer and two different kinds of beer at our launch party in mid-May, and that was a huge hit. So the kids loved coming up and, and getting themselves a glass of root beer, and the adults loved coming up, being kids, getting beer off the side of a fire truck. Wow, that's, that's great. great. Do you guys hang out by the truck? I mean, you you got to make sure it's running and the cooler stays cool, but do you actually you don't do any of the pouring then? Correct. Yep, we don't we don't do any of the pouring. So if you've got us at an event, if it's for a festival, you know, your volunteers or your staff will still serve the same way they would uh, off of a beer trailer you might get from a major distributor. If this is for a party in your backyard, uh, honestly, I I recommend letting people serve themselves. Um, Me too, absolutely. (laughs) Always, always. (laughs) (laughs) Kevin, what if what if uh, what if going back to my uh, weak analogy of the of the ice cream truck? um, What if let's just say Bruce and I had one of these contraptions, and and we it's it's 105 degrees in Sacramento in the summertime, and we just went into various neighborhoods. We have East Sacramento Land Park. Can we? Can you just drive around the neighborhood and and people guys mowing his lawn and you drive by and the guy says, "Sure, I want a cold beer." Can you approach it that way? And do people do that? So, I am not an attorney. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't work for liquor control, and so don't quote me on this. But I believe that if you pulled into that gentleman's driveway and gave him a beer for free, mm-hmm. you'd be totally fine to do that. I see. You. You could not, you cannot sell him that beer. 
um, without without the license to do that. You gotcha. need a permit to be able to sell it. But if you wanted to drive around the city and give away free beer to people, um, it would be functionally no different than you pulling your car up into a driveway and handing them a you know a, a can of you know whatever your favorite you know beer may be, and you'd probably be fine to do that. You'd have a, uh, you know, I, I joked I joked with the city in, a, in an early conversation with some, some folks from the city as I kind of worked through just to make sure that the permitting side was all covered and we were good. Yes. I said, just, just I need you to tell me no because I really want to do this, but I, I, my hope is to someday drive this truck in a parade and hand out free beers while I'm driving in the parade. Fantastic. That's a good what dream a, to have. Exactly. And they, said, and they said, absolutely not. You absolutely cannot do that. You cannot pour a beer in the middle of a, a city street and just hand it out. But if I drove through everybody's front yard, it'd be totally fine because I'd be on private property. You can drive your fire truck through my front yard Any, anytime. anytime. <laughs> I, 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 my instinct tells me that that's going to be one of your, your goals, and you're going to be doing that before too long, and you're going to somehow work with the city because you're going to make an arrangement because it reminds me this is a little bit of a stretch but I, it reminds me of being in france at the tour de france where they have this caravan of publicity and bruce went one year and all the event sponsors do exactly what you just said they stop along the way and they hand you uh if there's a coffee sponsor they hand you a small cup of coffee or if there's a, a perrier or Pellegrino as the water, they, they're handing this out along the route of the Tour de France. I'm sure there's some way that the city of Toledo will come around to that on some level, but we'll, we'll see. We've, we've got just, a, I mean, we have an incredible, we have just, a, we have an incredible administration. I mean, our county and city government here in Toledo is just yes. awesome and they're very forward thinking and there's been an incredible boom in our downtown from an event, you know, perspective. Yes. If there's, you know, listeners to the podcast that are fans of the TV show MASH, uh, you'll know Jamie Farr. Sure. And, and Jamie, yeah. um, you know, is from the Toledo area, always wore Toledo Mudhens apparel and talked about Tony Pacos, which right. are two staples in, in Toledo. And our ballpark is downtown. And Tony Pacos is right across the street from the ballpark. And we've got uh, something that in our area we call Dora. It's a designated outdoor recreation area. And uh, what it means is that in most of this uh, downtown area in Toledo, you can buy a beer from any bar you want, and you can walk right out the front door with it. And you can wander the streets of downtown Toledo and, and explore, you know, the outside of the ballpark area and our, you know, outdoor concert series and things like that. And so that area continues to expand. That's so great. I say that, say that, you know, 10 years ago, uh, you couldn't bring a beer, you, know, you couldn't walk your, your drink out of an establishment, and today you can. Uh, you know, 20 years ago, you couldn't run a restaurant out of a school bus. Today you can. Gotcha. Uh, do I think that at some point in time there will be regulations that allow you to have a mobile uh, liquor permit? Probably. Yes. Um, that's not that's not why I got into this. I'm not trying to get on the front end of that industry, but I, I expect it to happen at some point. Sure. Um, certainly, I've had people tell me that they would they would love it if I could roll up at their you know food truck festivals and be the guy who's selling beer out of the fire truck. Um, but that's not it's it's really not even the business that I want to be in. You know, the goal for me is really to support community events and do something unique for Toledo and and do something that supports. Uh, 
small local businesses that are trying to grow. And That's so great. as we look at some of the really cool major events that happen in our region, um, I want to lean in and be a part of that. And, and, the, and the response uh, to the early coverage on this truck has been incredible. I've gotten requests um, from a couple of fire stations on the East Coast to be a part of you know, centennial uh, celebrations, so 100 and 125-year uh, anniversaries of the opening of their first fire departments. Um, and so it'll be fun. I, I never anticipated this to be a, uh, a national traveler, mm-hmm. but, you know, maybe we do drive this thing around the country and we see where it goes. And this your debut was in May? We did a kickoff, uh, again, so half this podcast can be talking about how amazing my wife is. Yeah. So um, we did a kickoff on May 18th, which was my 38th birthday. Mm-hmm. And my wife said we we were talking to a local festival about possibly being in. We weren't sure if the truck was going to be ready yet or not. And uh, they elected to to rent a boring old um, trailer with four beer taps on the side of it from a place about an hour and a half away from Toledo. Mm-hmm. And so my wife said, well, if they're not going to use the truck, let's throw our own birthday party. And so that's what we did. That was the official debut of, of Ladder 419 was on May 18th in Toledo. And we invited uh, a couple hundred of our closest friends to come out. Uh, a buddy of mine owns a food truck uh, here in town. And so Geet's Barbecue uh, came out and served uh, barbecue to people. And we gave away free beer and root beer and just had just a, a, a heck of a time. We had beautiful weather and it was a great it was a great time. I can only imagine that must yeah. have been a great, a great gathering. One, one idea that just I thought about is that looking a little bit on the internet and finding other parts of the country that uh, people do different uh, panel trucks you mentioned in, in passing. Um, was was this a, a phenomenon uh, maybe after Prohibition? Um, do, do these kinds of uh, beer mobile mobile pubs, is, did, did it have a history years ago that, that you might have discovered? Have you looked at any research from back in the day, as the expression goes? Yeah, no, not, I, I, not, that, not that I have found. I mean, I... It, it's it's amazing, you know, if you Google, you know, beer fire truck or tap truck or things like that. Yes. Uh, the different kind of vehicles that you'll see beer taps on. Um, I mean, there's a, I'm going to, I'm going to get the name wrong, but it's like company 57, I think maybe out of Colorado. That is a, um, a fire truck that serves pizza. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's just, it, it's some really cool things. And there's like a slide where they, they actually make the pizza up on top of the fire truck and put it down this awesome metal slide and, like, slide it down to you. Wow. Um, you know, there's, oh, there's, a, there's a lot of really creative people around the country yeah. do a lot of creative things. Sure. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm humbled to be uh, included in that conversation, but uh, a, lot of, a lot of neat things that are happening. And, and I think people be, uh, you know, I don't want to get into the specific, you know, kind of math of all this, but I'll just say that if, if you hop on to, you know, a govdeals.com, or Facebook Marketplace, and you search for a fire truck, I think you're going to be shocked at how little you can pick one up for. Wow. I, I think I'd like to uh, get a trailer that makes pizza, and I'd let you pull it around, and we'll share pizza and beer. <laughs> we'll partner. Yeah. It sounds like we're on to something. I like it. Can, and without, uh, at your, whatever you feel comfortable sharing, can you give us some idea of, uh, cost of, and I, I noticed that you know you have a four-hour rental, three-day rental, ten taps. Um, is there any kind of parameters that you could put to that financially, if you if you care to, and if you don't, it's okay as well. 
Yeah, no, no, I'm happy to talk about it. Yeah, so there's, you know, what I've what I've discovered uh, just in kind of the early days of us getting this business out is that you know every event is going to be customized, and so sure. um, you know while while we say you know the stock event, so if you had a party in your backyard from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. and you were within 20 miles of Toledo, um, it's 450 dollars. We bring the truck. We've got somebody who's there to make sure everything keeps working and the event runs smoothly. And we'll consult you on, you know, where where and what and how much beer to get for your party. Um, and then kind of coordinate, you know, as it goes on, kind of how that all works. But it's $450, and, and you know, you're out the door. If, you know, it's a little bit further away, uh, you know, we'll look at, you know, reasonable, you know, charges for, for transportation. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's a fire truck. So I, I joke that, you know, most vehicles, uh, fuel economy is, res- is measured in miles per gallon. My fire truck is measured in gallons per mile. Nice. Um, so it's, it's not, it doesn't have phenomenal fuel economy. It's actually about, uh, truthfully, it's about two to three miles a gallon. Oh, and so, you know, as we look at, you know, if we're going to drive to the East Coast for an event, um, you know, we would ask the event sponsor to, you know, to cover the cost of that transportation. Sure. But we want to work with people and we want to make it, you know, we want to make, an event successful for people. And I think, you know, with my experience in the event world, with my experience in the marketing world, um, you know, I'll also probably be just likely to tell somebody, you know, I, I think this is a great idea, but I think it's going to be too expensive for you to, you know, do it successfully right. for your event. And I'm happy to be honest with people on that. Sure. Are there, uh, thinking this through a little bit, are you responsible? Like if you're, if you're a bartender, for example, at the local pub and, a guy said, you know, whatever, too many beers. I'll just put it that way without putting a number on it. Do you have any legal responsibility at all to say, um, you know, your, your guests can drink as much as they want, but you've got to keep an eye on them, so to speak, or is that not part of the equation at all? Yeah, so I, I think we have, I think we have a, so the, the, the question there is really a legal obligation and a moral obligation. Yes. Um, you know, do I think we have a moral obligation to, you know, advise people on how to, to host and run an event? Safely and successfully, absolutely. Yes. Um, you know, legally, what's the role that we play in cutting somebody off or being involved in that? Um, unfortunately, I think, you know, attorneys would tell me the less we do in that space, the safer we are. Mm-hmm. The Weekly Driver podcast gets support from americantrucks.com. Visit www.americantrucks.com. But I want to make sure people are safe. And, and what our team is uh, kind of trained and instructed to do is, is to lead with safety uh, in mind over profitability. So if we need to shut an event down because, you know, people aren't being safe or we need to have a conversation with uh, the event director and say, hey, this, we, we got to fix this, um, you know, absolutely we're going to do that. And if that means that I need to, you know, turn the taps off and refund somebody's money because it isn't working, we're going to do that. Um, you know, we'll make that we'll make that determination because you're going to take uh, I, a little. I, just, I really want to err on safety. You're going to take a little fire truck and go home. That's that's <laughs> probably good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, Kevin, in, in that part of the country, um, I'm involved uh, also in, in writing about beer for a couple of publications, and I came upon this idea of um, it's starting just starting in Sacramento called Guest Brewer. <laughs> And if, if I'm from Toledo, Ohio, but I live in Sacramento now, and there's a pub, um, a, a craft beer place that has the best craft beer, a pub in Sacramento can somehow work with this company called Pipeline.com, and they can bring that beer from Toledo to a Sacramento microbrewery or a, a, a beer place 
for a month or 90 days. All of that said, what, what are some popular beers that you've been asked to, to pour in, in, at your events? Does it vary and, and, uh, or is, are there very mainstream products that, you, that you've poured? Yeah, so, it, you know, uh, we did our, our kickoff party. We worked with a local uh, brewery in town called Patron Saints. Yes. Where all the beers are named after saints. Fantastic. And so we served, uh, we served <laughs> St. John and St. Luke. Um, St. John is an IPA. St. Luke is, is more of a kind of a lighter beer. And uh, a more recent event we did, they had Bud Light and Summer Shandy. Okay. So, you know, you can have you can have mainstream kind of, you know, largely distributed beers, or you can have, you know, something that somebody's doing out of, you know, at, at a, a homebrew. Um, there's, there's just a lot of, uh, a lot of opportunities and a lot of different uh, ways we can do this. But, um, you know, we've got an, an event coming up uh, with a local community where they've reached out to three or four different local breweries and said, give me three of your favorite beers. And so they're going to bring in beers that they make, and they'll come from a couple of different breweries. And I envision that to be most of my events will probably look more like that, where there's a couple of breweries that come in, and they each get a couple of taps, and, and we let people, uh, you know, taste and sample and enjoy and, and see, uh, you know, just kind of some of the talent that exists in our community for, for making great beer. I would assume the breweries are all over this, right? They want to get, get the word out on their, their beer. Into new markets. Yeah, they're pretty, they're pretty excited about it. So, I've, yeah, huh. I've had some, I've had some great conversations with some of the local bars and breweries, and and even, I mean, it's, you know, I've got, we've got a bar downtown that, you know, throws some pretty big parties uh, different times of the year, and so we've talked about it's an Irish, uh, Irish pub, so we've talked about, you know, working with them around St. Patrick's Day. Um, you know, this becomes uh, a unique. I mean, I've had conversations with caterers about just the fact that it's a, it's a mobile refrigerator. So there's people that don't even want to use it for the beer that want to use it for, you know, catering events and to have a mobile refrigerator, um, you know, that they don't otherwise have access to in the community. So there's a, a, a lot of different potential applications to this. Um, and even just that, you know, there, there isn't another fire truck for rent in the community. So even if you don't want to serve beverages off of it, if, if you're doing a grand opening for, a, you know, for a store or a, a restaurant or something right. like that and you want something that catches people's eye, a fire truck will do that. That's we had, great. A, we had an amusing, uh, I, I'll say amusing, I, hopefully I don't think it's a safety hazard, but uh, I was doing some work on the truck the other day, actually had it parked in my front yard, and apparently there was an emergency call to the park uh, that's two houses away from us. So as I'm getting ready to actually, like, you know, back the, the fire truck out of my driveway, uh, a fire truck and an ambulance come flying down the road, and they slowed down at my house because they thought, well, maybe somebody got the address wrong. Oh, um, my. And they yeah. thought, well, there's already, there's already a fire truck here. And, and luckily, they quickly figured out that that's Ladder 419, not one of theirs. And they continued their way to get uh, and, and take care of the people safely. But I think it's, um, you know, by design, we've made it. We, we try to keep it looking as much like a fire truck as we can. And uh, the, the local fire department and the union have been uh, incredibly supportive uh, of, of sort of my my nod and, um, you know, uh, kind of tribute to uh, our our local first responders. That's great. Hey, I had a, a, this weird idea that depending upon one's perspective, if you weren't serving beer and you went to somebody's birthday party or some other function, you could have your wife or you and your buddies um, – Take it uh, to an extreme, and you could have your wife and their her girlfriends just say, "Let's just say, dress appropriately for a par- birthday party, and and look 
kind of provocative, or if it was a woman's birthday party, we've never met, and I hope I'm not insulting you or your wife, but you and your buddies could go out and, and host the women's birthday party in your uh, scantily fireman's attire, something like that. You would Maybe you'd attract a whole new clientele. I don't really know, but it just came to mind. Yeah, one of the one of the early people to follow me or like one of my posts on Instagram actually was a a, a, a group of guys that I think do just that. Um, <laughs> yeah. and that Chippendale, was a, that Chippendale's. Was a line of business that I wasn't really looking to get into. Yes, um, so I was like, well, that's that's interesting. So um, yeah, that uh, that that. Uh, certainly caught my attention. I went, well, that's not the business that I'm really looking to get into. But um, yeah, you know, I think it's it, it's interesting because I've, I've had almost everybody I've talked to has had a different interest in the truck. Um, certainly, it, it's been cool to me to have people reach out and say, you know, hey, we want to get this for my, you know, my grandfather's 90th birthday party. He's a retired firefighter. We want to have oh, that's this, great one. We, you know, honor, you know, as we honor our local firefighters, um, in a celebration or anniversary of our fire department, we want to have this be a part of it. And and even in conversations with a couple local fire departments, saying how can we use this as a fundraiser for the fire department, for the families of fallen firefighters? Oh my gosh, for, that's a great idea! Um, you know the community, and so it, it's and, and you know I had a conversation with the local boys and girls club about me bringing the fire truck, um, you know, out this summer with an ice cream machine. Let's put some root beer on it and let the kids make root beer floats. Oh, I want to. That would be great. The way we've decorated the truck is you won't you won't know that it's a beer truck um, unless you really pay attention. I mean, obviously, I've got you know I've I've got a beer and a beer cap in my logo, but the company is intentionally named Capped Four One Nine, not Beer Truck Four One Nine. Gotcha. And nowhere on the truck will you see the word beer because I want to be able to you know my kids love how you know, welcoming local firefighters are and allowing them to get on a fire truck and see it or if they're out washing it, you know, living in a small, in a, in a small community, you know, be able to interact with firefighters like that. And not everybody has that experience. So if I can be a way to, you know, take the truck out to more communities and out in front of more kids and let them, you know, get on and play with and see a fire truck, let's do it. And if I can be someone to come and brighten a kid's day by you know, giving them a root beer float or working with local firefighters to give root beer floats to kids in the Boys and Girls Club, um, I'm excited to do some of those things and partner with the community and, and have this really be uh, an avenue for good things to happen. Under the umbrella of win-win, I think you've covered a yep, lot of bases. <laughs> do you have another vehicle picked out or have you uh, been looking, scanning the one ads? Uh, no, I, I want to stay married. So for right now, I am not going to publicly acknowledge that uh, whether I have or have not been looking for my second oh, okay. vehicle. In another area, that, <laughs> uh, that's very good. I, I did a, a, an article recently um, at a, on a local pub, and it was about lunchtime, and, and the woman said, if, asked me if I wanted to taste what we were, I was writing about, and I said, sure. She said, well, they, they called it an employee pour. And I wondered if, um, in your experience now, uh, the people are, are, do you allow yourself and your wife, if you're delivering these things, do you get to taste the product before you come home or when you're delivering it? Or do you have some rules Absolutely. that you've, guidelines that you've stuck by that no drinking on the job? Or does that even come into play? Yeah, no, no, it's, it's definitely a no drinking on the job. Um, okay. if, if you're the one that's transporting the truck, um, I, I certainly don't want to put you behind the wheel of a. Uh, uh, a 19,000 pound vehicle uh, while you've had anything to drink that day. So that certainly is not allowed. I, I tell my wife, it's, it's, it's incredible irony because I love local beer and I love local events. Um, and, and if I'm taking the truck to an event, um, 
I don't get to enjoy the event the same way people other people do. But gotcha. um, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing the truck out, and, and I've always you know really enjoyed watching other people have a good time. And That's so, great. Um, you know, being in the event world. You regularly plan a really great party, and you enjoy it from a different perspective. And that's that's what's going to happen with this truck. Is you know, I'm going to get a chance to see, you know, thousands of people uh, have a positive interaction with the truck, get a chance to experience great local beers and support a great you know great local businesses, and and I sort of get the enjoyment of sitting back and watching that happen and, and going that. You know, I played a small role in making that making that possible. That's great. It's a great looking truck. I saw it on the website. Yeah, it's I'll, I'll put some of those pictures up on our uh, the video side of this podcast. Hey, Kevin, that's a that's awesome. a good Thank uh, you. good good time to uh, to call it an episode. You you just have an awful lot of information. There's probably a thousand more questions we could ask, but we'll save it for another time. And you've also emailed me with the the uh, the, the Jeep event. Uh, that you uh, are part of so we'll we'll be in touch with on that as well but in the meantime we want to thank kevin mullen for the the fun uh, half hour of talking about the the fire truck and and um tapped419.com uh check it out it's a beautiful website and he's just got a great what an entrepreneurial project and uh it just sounds like I want to get on a plane tomorrow and, and go to the next function that you guys have. Bruce and I will... I like fire trucks even more now. Yeah, yeah, we like fire trucks. We like beer. So what a combination. So thanks, Kevin, very much for being our guest. We didn't even talk about your career with the, with the Toledo Mud Hens. Uh, we'll do that some other time, but I, I'm a big baseball guy. So we'll talk about that some other time. But thanks again for being our guest today on the Weekly Driver Thank Podcast. We really, like, we really liked your company. Thank you. Hey. Thank you guys so much for the opportunity. Appreciate the great work you guys are doing. And uh, if you ever make your way to Toledo, please look me up. Sure will. Thanks. Thanks. Enjoy the day. Thanks again. Bye-bye. The Weekly Driver Podcast gets support from AmericanMuscle.com, your late model Mustang and F-150 authority, bringing you the hottest products and top-notch customer service for over a decade. No one makes it easier to modify your ride. Visit AmericanMuscle.com today. 